Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we are back from our trip to the Nintendo store in New York. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. What was your favorite part of the Nintendo store other than being there with me and enjoying my great company? <laughs> I really liked the little cards that we saw. Oh, what were they called? The fum- Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Fumitsu cards? Oh, yeah, yeah. The little game cards that Nintendo yeah, makes. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. They had a bunch of those them, there. Yeah, we saw them on like the second level where they have all of the consoles from over the years. And I saw them. I was like, those are really cool. I like the little illustrations and they're so tiny. And then we were down by the checkout. Yeah, we were probably about half the size of a credit card, I would say, mm-hmm. which is just a straight or like a third of the size of a credit card. But then we were Hanafuda. at checkout. Hanafuda. That's what it is. Fumitsu. What? <laughs> but we were at checkout. And then I saw there was one, like, there were two packs sitting there. And I was like, I didn't even know they were selling these. And then you were like, yeah, you should get one. They're really rare. And then you were like, get one for me, too. And then I asked how much they were. And then I put them back. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's so much that they're rare, necessarily. They're just hard to find. Because yeah. when they come out, that was a re-release of them. When they come out, people just snag them all up. So mm. that was the first time I've even ever seen them. And then so when we saw them, I was like, oh, you should get some. And you said, well, there's two. I was like, well, I'll get one, too, then. Because, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they were like, what, $25 a, a pack? Yeah, 25, 26. Yeah, that was more than I wanted to spend on something I was never, I was going to set that on the shelf and just look at it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. too much money for something. Maybe like open that. it once and look at it and then just seal it and, and keep it as like a display thing because yeah, just a cool, yeah. a cool, like, I don't know, fan thing to have. And then I also really liked seeing their holiday stuff. They didn't have a lot of holiday themed things, but they had this scarf and hat set. And the pattern on them was super cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just, just, I don't know. I feel like their holiday themed retail stuff this year was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really liked it. They have, mm-hmm. people can get a taste of their holiday thing. If you go to the Nintendo website, they have the holiday section and that uh, it's really well done. It, I really like the style of all the, mm-hmm. the holiday stuff. That the they happy did. holidays thing with the type. I mean, we're designers. So of course, we look at the stuff, but like the type. I remember I said to you, it was like, it looks like something we would design. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's very, very nice. Very I, yeah. I liked the hat. Um, the I, my only downside to the Nintendo store is I just don't feel like they have enough stuff there you know that there's there's a couple hoodies a couple t-shirts but the Mm -hmm. styles are all pretty much the same as what last time we went there a couple years ago uh maybe one or two different things get rotated so it's either sort of tasteful and then there's also the other side where it's just like wow that's just it's like two extremes over the top like it's a giant huge bowser face printed on the shirts i'm not have no interest in that you know so you either get a nice tasteful nintendo logo and they got one color style and then they've got 15 styles of like this giant ugly design that is just nowhere near what i would be wearing so i wish they had a few more options they had a really nice sort of hoodie the, the metroid thing yeah well the metroid, that, the metroid hoodie. hoodie yeah they had a really nice metroid hoodie and then on the back it had all this crap on it, it was like it looked oh, like an iron on decal yeah. screenshot from the game and it, it kind of ruined it but kinda on the front it was cool because they had like the symbols the metroid symbols on the front like where the pocket would be on like a t-shirt type of thing yeah, and, it was and that was it yeah and then they had like the metroid logo on the sleeve 
sleeve and that was it and it was like oh that's really cool you should get this because i could see you wearing something like that and yeah, then i look at the that. back and we're like oh never mind yeah no it got cheesy but <laughs> got so cheesy other real than fast. that yeah i got cheesy real <laughs> fast i just wish they would uh put out a few more things there was there was a few nice things that i, I picked up um but i just wish there was a few more because i could definitely spend some more money at the Nintendo store. Yeah, yeah. And I was now we're we're going to be twins cuz I bought the t-shirt for myself that you bought for yourself 2 years ago. So. <laughs> yep. No, we have matching outfits. Now, also speaking of Nintendo holiday, I think you and I both saw 8-bit Christmas, which yes. while it's not made by Nintendo, it's um pretty much it might as well have been a Nintendo commercial, yeah. I think. But I loved it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was very funny. No, not laugh out loud funny, but just like a smile kind of while you're watching it. Um, if you liked a Christmas story and you like Goonies, then you would probably like this. It was definitely yeah. uh more not I don't want to say a modern day Christmas story because it takes place in the 80s, but it is a more modern christmas story very very good it's a a heartwarming christmas tale all about the craze of the you know nintendo system coming out in the 80s yeah yeah i really liked it and it was super cute yeah i think what would what did we say i was seven during this movie so i was Mm -hmm. maybe three years like uh younger Younger than than the the main main character character. Mm -hmm. so i could still relate i would have been like the main character's little brother Mm -hmm. um but I could definitely relate because I do remember that time and uh, and I do remember getting my Nintendo for the first time right around this when it came out. And it was mm-hmm. it was a big deal. Yeah, I would say if you have kids now, like if you're like your late 30s or like early 40s and you have kids, it would be a good movie to watch with them this time of year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it'll mean something to both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really well done. Now, let's get into what is probably the biggest news for us anyway this week, the Indie World Showcase. Yeah. So it was happened on December uh, December 15th, this last Wednesday. It was 20 minutes long. And we're just going to run through the games that we found interesting or would like to check out. Yeah. Um, I think you have the first one checked, right? Yeah. This, this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean... I think a lot of people were assuming we were going to get one because we've always gotten one in December, but Mm. there was no real, I think it was like 12 hours, 24 hours beforehand. And it's like, Hey, tomorrow there's going to be in in indie world. So look out for Mm -hmm. that. And it was was surprising to me. (laughs) And I think that was probably a good thing because honestly, this one didn't do a whole lot for me. This indie world showcase, I am a huge fan of the indie worlds, sometimes enjoy them almost more than the main directs from Nintendo. Uh, But this one kind of fell flat. I thought there was just not a whole lot there that spoke to me. But the very first thing they showed was maybe one of the things I was most interested in, and that is Sea of Stars. It's going to be coming out holiday next year. And it's a turn-based RPG inspired by classic RPGs that you've probably played in the past, mainly Chrono Trigger. That was a huge inspiration for this game. Uh, And you play as two children of the solstice who combine the powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic, the only force magic uh, that is capable of fighting off the monstrous creations of an evil alchemist known as the Flashmancer. 
which sounds dirty. Uh, this is by the <laughs> creators of The Messenger, and it, I thought it looked really good. I thought it really, really looked uh, well done. It does have that 16-bit style that is kind of becoming synonymous with the Switch, but uh, Sea of Stars, good music, great pixel art style, and it had my interest. I like anytime they have the elements kind of worked in or there's different yeah. you know kind of like pokemon or any of that where you kind of have to switch back and forth and use the different things that adds a little bit more complexity and planning to the role playing so i'm into it i'll check it yeah. out yeah when when they started explaining the story and the idea behind the magic i was like oh you know what i, I can find that pretty interesting but not interesting enough for a check from me gotcha <laughs> the next game that they showed called alicia um, which is coming out spring 2022. It's a console exclusive. I did check. This was the next one that they talked about. Um, it's a puzzle adventure with solo or local co-op play. Yeah, the story is basically it's these two twin sisters who are discovering and exploring a temple. And you basically go deeper and deeper into through, through the temple, doing different dungeons. And each sister is controlled differently. So one sister uses motion controls with like the Joy-Cons and stuff in TV mode. And then the other uses touch control touch controls to guide a helper robot thing so to help figure out puzzles and stuff like that so i thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. um i don't know execute if, if the execution <laughs> i mean like I, it's not out yet i haven't been able to play it but it, it sounds pretty interesting but, nice yeah the next one we both have checked that they showed it's locomotive which i thought was a really fun title i thought they did a good job with that but that comes out summer 2022 and this is a single player point and click comedy adventure and if you play a murder mystery where you get to play as one of three different characters or maybe you get to play you play all, all three, three. okay you story. get to jump mm -hmm. throughout all three characters yeah. this made me think of a video game like a pixel version of murder on the orient express yeah uh, and i i thought it was cute i thought it looked really interesting so i had to give that one a check yeah, I thought it just looks really funny. There's like one part in the trailer where this one character, you know, kicks the other character between the legs, but it doesn't mm -hmm. actually show it. It like censors it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, I <laughs> thought this too. looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the next game that I checked was Figment 2 Creed Valley coming out in February. And they actually have a demo available for this right now. Um, it is an action adventure game set in the human mind and you take down nightmares that are spreading chaos. Mm -hmm. um, I did hear good things about the first game, just figment from Becca. She's been on the podcast before she played through it and really liked it. So I was like, Oh, you know, I found, you know, figment two. It looks interesting. So I looked it up. The first game is on sale. It's 90% off right now for only $2. So I was able to pick it up for nothing with my gold points. So I ended up grabbing it. Perfect. Um, yeah. And if I like it, maybe I'll, you know, test out the demo for the second one. But it looks really good. So we'll see. Nice. Nice. Yeah. After that, we both checked Let's Play Oink Games, which is available now, and it's a timed console exclusive, and you get four board games played locally or online, and there's going to be more games coming out. This just looked like it was a really well done sort of card games and board games and all of mm -hmm. that kind of stuff combined Tabletop. into one. Yeah. So if you're familiar with those Jackbox games where you kind of get a whole bunch of games into one thing, that's exactly what this looks like, except, you know, just not as many off the rip. But the fact that they're saying more coming out soon, I thought that made it more appealing to me. And I do like these combo slash party games and the fact that it's local and online. I, I'm into that. Yeah, I, I would see I could see us streaming uh, an online 
game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think stuff like that's kind of fun or you just, you know, if we we were doing that with Wingspan a lot, it's nice to have those games where you can, you know, just kind of relax and play. Yeah. The next game I have checked is actually one of my top three games that I have checked. I have like, you know, I check things, but then there's like, I have three that I'm really excited for. The first one being Figment 2. Um, the next one is Endling Extinction is Forever coming out this spring. It's a stealth survival adventure game where you play as the last mother fox. You have to keep your three cubs alive, keep them safe, teach them life skills, survive humans because it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of situation and humans are crazy and angry and mean. And I mean, who doesn't want to play as a fox? It looks very cute, but also potentially sad. And, you know, I'm always up for that. (laughs) 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 But it just it looked pretty good. So I checked that one. Nice. The rest of the games we have checked are mine, so I'll just go through those really quick. And they were all included in the montage. There's Parkasaurus, which is a dinosaur tycoon management simulation game. That's coming out in spring 2022. Um, Don't Starve Together. I've played this in the past. If, if you don't know what it is, the multiplayer counterpart to the game Don't Starve, which is a wilderness survival game. I played it with my sister. I probably won't pick it up for the Switch, but the fact that it's coming out on the Switch is good, so I wanted to mention it. That's coming out also this spring. And um, the last game that I have checked is called Time Lie which is available now, and there is a free demo. I did download the demo, and I played it, so I'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's a stealth puzzle adventure game where you can wow, where you can control time kind of like a media player. It's really interesting. But cool. Yeah. Well, but if you play it. the demo, you'll have to let us know what, you, what your I, thoughts are now that you Yeah, I did play it. I'll, I'll, when we get to what we're playing, I'll talk about it a little more. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you just downloaded it. All right, cool. Now, speaking of more games that we're going to be getting, uh, there was announced five new Sega Genesis games that will be added to Switch Online. Uh, The expansion pack, of course, which is the more expensive one. And you're going to be getting Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite Heady, Sword of Vermilion, and Thunder Force 2. The only two I've really ever heard of or played were Altered Beast and Toe Jam and Earl. I'm not very familiar with the other three so if anybody listen is like really into those or super excited for those let us know but a couple more games added to the online expansion i i don't know if this does a whole lot for me um but i guess it's good that they're still adding stuff yeah it's good they're adding things i guess i don't really <laughs> yeah. care <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to be excited about that switch online still like these games do not if that's what they were expecting yeah it's gonna be the uh the exciting changing force that drives this thing it i don't think it's gonna happen yeah uh and then our last bit of news is there are a couple of new patents that came out and they hint at some of the stuff that's going to be included in zelda breath of the wild 2 and some of the abilities that Link will have. The first patent is the ability to rewind time and manipulate the environment. So this will be focused on a single object, similar to games like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, where you focus on one single thing. And say, for example, if a rock falls down, you can like reverse time so it never falls down. Um, the second patent allows Link the, Link the ability to travel up or phase through ceilings. There were a couple things that were noted that you like if you can't you can't go through the ceiling if there's something in the way so it has to be completely clear above you and stuff like that so that's an interesting mechanic and then the third patent details link's ability to free fall so apparently he'll be able to move into various positions and fire at enemies as he's falling which i guess that's pretty interesting Hmm. um yeah 
And Nintendo has stated that they're not going to release the title of the game yet. So they do have the title, but they're not going to say what it is yet because it does contain hints about the game's plot. So there's progress still, which is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, well, yeah. there you have it. I think some of those things, I, I was trying to think about, you know, how would this work its way into the gameplay of the new one? And when I see ability to rewind time and... The other ones, as far as, you know, the ability to travel up or phase through, I wonder if those are going to be upgrades to the tablet and that's how you're going to use it. You know, just like the magnetic thing and your powers or whatever. Yeah. Like, because on one hand, I could see that being worked into the overall game where you're running around and all of a sudden you just can phase through a rewind, but it makes more sense to me that it's worked into the tablet and it's just sort of a limited, the you Shika know, slate thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. I'm curious, I guess I, I just want this stuff out. You know what I mean? Like I, I just ready for this to be out. I'm sure this is part of the reason because these couple of things could add a lot of development time. And if they're playing with the mechanics that much, maybe they do have a lot planned for this new version of the game, the sequel to the game. So mm-hmm. I'm excited that that's the case, but it also makes me worried that are we even going to see it this coming year? I, I really hope that's, that it happens. Everything that I read this week said that it's expected to still come out this year, I 2022. So. Man, but think about bum. it this way. They're patenting, they're patenting, Wow, patenting this or these things because they're made. They made them. They're done. They're built. So yeah, yeah. And this is also saying yeah. That now it's just I, integrating into the game. So yeah, I, I would hope. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be getting the new Zelda uh, next year. Yeah. Every everything I saw when I was because there were a couple articles that came out that I mean, of course, people were like, oh, in this last Nintendo Direct, they didn't say anything about. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild too. It's like, well, yeah, it's an indie direct. What do you expect? But yeah, a lot of people, that. like along with that, a lot of people are saying that Nintendo had said that everything is still going according to schedule. So that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Give it to us, Nintendo. <laughs> but I mean, take take your time too. make sure it's good. You know, take your time, but give it, it to us. <laughs> We're sending mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that does it for our news this week and brings us to our top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. In second place, we have Mario Party Superstars. In third, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. In fourth, Lego Harry Potter Collection. I will say that is two games, I think, that you get for $10 right now, which mm. is a pretty good deal. And good. all the Lego games are very cute. Yeah. Um, in fifth place, we have Saints Row 5 Reelected. In sixth, we have Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain. In seventh, we have Pokemon Shining Pearl, eighth, Minecraft, ninth, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and tenth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And then as far as new games that made it into the top 30, in 18th place, we have Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX. And in 24th, we have Loop Hero. Nice. Some great games. And it's nice to see the top 10 sort of mixed up a little bit more anyway than it's been in quite a while. I mean, there's some stuff on there I haven't ever really seen like the lego collection and saints row and it's cool yeah so now let's get into new releases we're into this week and by the looks of it it's going to be very quick because neither of us have a single check there is to be fair a very limited amount of games coming out 
I think maybe 10 or 15 games coming out this week. And all of them seem to be pretty much junk. Get on with your backlog, which I'm sure all of you have, because this isn't the week for for games. Yeah, check out some of the indie indie game demos that came out this last week. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Instead. Yeah, definitely. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. But before we get into what we have been playing, let's talk about what we played all year long because Nintendo gave us our Nintendo year in review. And I'm very curious what you have on your year in review. How did it compare to last year? Did you play more? Did you play less? What games did you play the most of? Let's run through our year in reviews and see how it changed. I was actually very surprised with mine, but... Um, how about you? What, what, what difference was there? Um, it's interesting because I definitely played more games this past year, but about, I spent about half as many hours. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of interesting. (laughs) Do you want to go like section by section? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll break it down section by section. Okay. So last year I played 26 games and this year I played a whopping 30 games. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So I am down last year. Oh, I guess I'll go in reverse, though, because this year I played 43 games Hmm. uh, last year. And now I'm assuming this counts demos and everything. You know, it's counting. Yeah, this was a big demo year. Um, But last year I played 52 games. So I am Hmm. down in the amount of games. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. How did your hours end up looking? La- or this year, I played 464 hours of games. Mm-hmm. Last year, 650 hours of games. Jeez. So that's down so once again. Even still, that's still a lot of hours. <laughs> well, the main reason it was being because last year it was Animal Crossing and I had 258 yeah. hours in Animal Crossing. And that gotcha. almost makes up the difference uh more than makes up the difference in in the two years because mm-hmm. i barely played any animal crossing this year yeah th- this year it was much lower for me so i had a total of 274 hours played last year was 440 hours mm, okay so a significant drop there but i think i like to think about it as like the hours i did put in my games were of a higher quality because I think last year I spent a lot of time playing like Animal Crossing. It was just a lot of um, like grinding. Same sure. with Stardew Valley. It was a lot of grinding and stuff like that. So I think this year I played more active like playing games like Bioshock. Um, well, tell us what was this year? Let's see. Top games. Loading. Ta-da. Your most played games this year. <laughs> Stardew Valley at 78 hours. Well, so much for that, huh? <laughs> But um, underneath 41 hours was Skyrim and mm-hmm. then 31 hours was Wingspan. I can't believe I played Wingspan for 31 hours. Yeah. And Clearly, what was your most played last year? Was it Animal Crossing? Yeah, it was Animal Crossing at 287 hours. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. um, so like I said, last year for me, Animal Crossing this year. I mean, that was 258 hours last year. Mm-hmm. This year, my most played was Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's only 71 hours. Then mm. I played The Long Dark for 61 hours, and then okay. Subnautica for 55 hours. Well, those were the big streaming games, too, that you did. 
And they're just long. Yeah. I mean, the the long dark is it's literally is, in the title. It's in the title. It's got to be. <laughs> so, I mean, I played what three chapters of that, and yeah. you know, really took my time with it. So, yeah, the long dark was true to the name. It was long. Mm-hmm. So, second place now, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I'm actually surprised I've got 71 hours in on it already because it doesn't feel like that, but a lot you know, there. An hour here, an hour there, an hour before bed. It all adds up, I guess, right? Because that's yeah. usually when you play it is in the evening right before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. So how about your yearly breakdown? What did you have? What was your most played year and least played year or month, I should month? say? <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I'm not sure about the years. It only shows me the months. Uh, February was my most intense month. Me too. I wonder yeah. why both of us had February. And then what was your second? Uh, March. Uh, mine was May. So you I know went- why? Hmm. Winter. Well, or second May side. necessarily, but. No, but yeah, I guess. Hmm. But February was definitely mine. Then I dropped way off in March and April, almost half. Then mm-hmm. I go back up in May, June, then sort of slump, slump, slump. And December is actually my lowest right now, which makes sense because we're. It's only half the month that uh, it calculates. Give or take half, but I'm only at nine hours in December. Yeah, which it is only crazy. calculated up until December 15th. Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. And Even we're, still, we're that's recording on the 19th. So yeah, I only have two hours. Halfway, <laughs> apparently. That's cool. I only, yeah. But November My, only had 23 hours. So like, you know what I'm thinking? It's holidays because you got a lot you're yeah. doing. You're jumping around, especially end of November into December. I mean, it's been shopping and wrapping and running around and doing all kinds of stuff. So there's yeah. there's a lot going on. Baking cookies. I well, made, I made 10 different types of cookies this year. So if yeah. you get a cookie box for me this year, just know a lot of love and time went into it. That took away from playing games. Wasn't that the I'm dialing it back this year? I'm not doing as many cookies, blah, blah, blah. Ten different is dialing it back. That's like you putting quality time in games and not doing as much Stardew and it ends up being your number one played game anyway. I'm just full of contradictions. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting that April for you is half of what March was for you because that's exactly what it is for me. So March was 48 and April was 24 hours. So that's interesting. What, what was your most played, most active day? Mine is, I think something's wrong with it. I must have left it running because I do not, I don't know. But what was your most active day? My most active day, and I think it was when I streamed. It was Saturday, April 24th. Hmm. I played seven hours of Bioshock. Okay, maybe. Uh, but so that was what I was thrown up by mind. My most active day was Friday, August 13th, Friday the 13th. And I clocked hmm. nine hours of Fire Emblem. And I was Oh, you tr- definitely do not play games for that long. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't typically do that. But I'm wondering, you know, if I if I had the day and I was available, maybe I put two hours here, three hours there, because Fire Emblem is very easy for me to put a lot of time. Maybe I was flying. I'd have to go back to the calendar. Maybe I was in the air. Maybe I was traveling for work or something. And there's also a possibility, too. And this has happened to me a few times where I dock my switch. But because it's connected my TV and my TV is on, but I don't have it like I I have it. um, I'm watching something on my TV, but I'm not it's not my switch. It's another thing. But the green light is on my dock. So it thinks I'm still playing a game Um, that happens to me from time to time. And so I just have to click the power button. Maybe that's what happened to you. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was kind of thinking that it uh, 
it was just on like it's some freak thing i mm-hmm. happen to be you know because i'm looking at my my calendar now friday the 13th you were on your your month-long cross-country trip with the family during mm. that stretch and maybe maybe I that's don't know. the day you were streaming Maybe, Maybe you had the day off because you did stream that game when I was out of town Not for, for a good hours. chunk of time. But either way, I mean, that was mm. pretty cool. And then, yeah. Uh, so yeah, nine hours. I, I don't know. I have no idea. That was crazy. And then my split between docked and um, tabletop or handheld, handheld. Whatever, mm-hmm. was almost 50-50, 210 hours of docked and 254 hours of handheld. If I wasn't streaming, and I'm, I have a feeling it would be the same for you. If you weren't streaming, I would barely ever play it in dock mode. No, it it really depends on what I'm playing because yeah, even though I'm not, sh- even though I'm streaming some games like uh, Metroid Dread, I want to play with my pro controller because mm-hmm. it's just going to be a better experience. So that one is a must dock. You know, certain games. If I not that I played a lot of. Uh, um Fortnite, but that one i want my pro controller like there's certain games that are just so much better with a, a better controller than the joy cons so that's that's where but i have no problem like i really enjoy playing handheld as well where mm-hmm. i think a lot of people when i was listening to their breakdowns and they were saying that they had been mostly docked or mostly handheld for me it, it's pretty much right in the middle yeah the only reason i have so many docked hours is because of streaming mine's at 129 hours for docked but handheld is 145 Hmm. and i know for a fact if like the first time i played bioshock i played it handheld but i used my pro controller so Hmm. i was like laying on my bed and i had my switch right there like right in front of my face and then i had my (laughs) pro controller like super close to me and i was playing (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) i don't know i just really enjoyed playing it that way and it was like i i well, vividly remember that experience because that's I had my silent, my um, noise canceling headphones, and like I was just so in it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I could play every game like that, I would. Nice. 100%. Well, I mean, whatever yeah. works, right? That's the beauty yeah. of the Switch. How you can play it however you want. Yeah, I like that they show this metric because I don't think they showed this last year. Yeah, I don't remember if they did either. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wish they showed even more metrics. Like the next one is my Nintendo points. I earned uh, 23, almost 2,400 gold points this year and almost 1,700 platinum points this year, uh, which I guess is good. I, it doesn't say what I earned last year. I wish I had the compared. Oh, no, excuse me. You know, that that is it. So gold and platinum. I thought it showed me the the, the two. Uh, but so I wish they showed you like I, I like how it compares when they show, oh, this is what you did this year. This is what you did last year. I wish yeah. I knew for this one. But uh, yeah, for this one, I would be more interested to have the metric of how many I redeemed versus how many I gained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I know I spent a lot of gold points this year on games that were on sale and stuff like that. And this is the first year I feel like I actually really used that because mm. I bought so many games. Um, platinum points. I don't really I don't know. I, I don't really care about that stuff, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. The gold yeah. points helps me buy games. That's the one I care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only want the ones that buy me stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The next one was pick your favorite. So of the games that you played this year, what would be your favorite? Oh, Metroid Dread. It's easy. For sure. Hands down. For the Switch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I went through the list. I had a really hard time because I had so many great experiences with games this year. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have to say my favorite game I played this year and I played it last year too is um, Bioshock Infinite, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a great game. 
Yeah. I just thinking back to when I was streaming, I had so many good memories from this year playing that game and streaming it and like interacting with people in it and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. I'm so excited for the next one. Just yeah. thinking about yeah. I, I when I was going through this, it's funny, you do a lot of like reminiscing and thinking about the games you played, and it's just one of those games where you're like, man, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I don't count it as because I didn't play the whole thing this year. I finished it this year, but Witcher 3 was in the list. Mm-hmm. But because I don't count that as like, I mean, I played it this year, but I played it over a period of like two years. So for me, the game that was this year was 100% Metroid Dread. And you haven't um, even finished it yet. <laughs> no, I haven't finished that yet. Fire Emblem, I'm very much enjoying. I mean, obviously, Witcher 3 is fantastic, but I've said that a million times. Um, so yeah, I think The Witcher I, Three I, is just uh, one of your favorite games of all time at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Not I love the whole year. world of Witcher. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, reading the books and watching the show and doing the game. I mean, there's so much stuff about it that I really, really enjoy. I just love the whole series. Uh, but Dread. Every time I play the game, you know, there's just such a strong nostalgic pull on that. Where mm-hmm. when you save the game, when you load the game, the sounds of the game and the atmosphere and the the way they handled everything, the the character her herself being so cool all of it just makes you feel like yeah this is awesome the Mm -hmm. the counter moves and the just everything you do in the game just makes you feel cool so it's just such a blast to play well there's Um, a reason why it won an award yeah no absolutely (laughs) it is fantastic now that gets us on to the actual part of what we are playing right now christina you've got a bunch of stuff a lot of demos what 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 have you been playing so I played the big brain academy brain versus brain demo. I mentioned I was going to play that last week. Um, it's okay. It's fine. I played similar games though on my actual phone. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the convenience on my phone, it's always in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think I would prefer a game like that on just my phone. Um, but I will say it seemed to be fine on the switch. The demo's okay. It's very limited, but you do get to see everything that unlocks in the full game. So you mm. get to see what you get for your money, basically. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to be picking it up, but the demo is fun. Check it out if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I, I've only partially played that demo. I would mm-hmm. definitely pick this one up only because I, I've always loved that series. But mm-hmm. I wish they, since they are kind of going back and forth with their whole mobile games and stuff, they should have just made this work on mobile cross platform yeah, yeah i mean that mm-hmm. would have been fantastic if they could have had the switch That's version a good idea. and a mobile version because it is a game that i think a lot of people want to play on the go and not even though the switch is mobile and an on-the-go console i feel like you know the likelihood is you have your phone more realistically if you're sitting you know on the train or you're commuting or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing like that's that's where you're gonna have what you're gonna probably pull out so it would have been cool my thoughts exactly yeah yeah maybe i mean there's always it's definitely a game that a phone could handle for sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's like some cute little character customization in the beginning and that's fun but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um the next demo i played was road 96 that's the procedurally generated kind of uh uh you play as like a teenager and you're trying to get out of this politically kind of messed up country Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you're trying to race to the border and every time you play the game it's like a different amount of miles to get to the border there's different stories that you can um play through you meet different characters and it's interesting because 
you can play the demo over and over and over again, and you do actually make progress in the story. So all these different characters you can unlock that you interact with, you get to see how much of a percentage of the story you unlock for that person. So there is a way to complete the game. Okay. Um, but you have to be really like, there's a lot of dialogue. So you have to really be in the mood for like clicking and interacting a lot with the characters and things like that. When I played the demo, I wasn't really in the mindset for a game like that, Mm -hmm. but I still enjoyed it. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Gotcha. Definitely seems, you know, worth the money, really interesting game. Um, And then the next and last demo I played was time lie. So that was announced slash released in the indie direct thought it was really cool it reminded me a lot of filament in the way it looked but essentially you play as this character and you can go forward and go backwards in time and there are these puzzles so there's these like robots and if the robot sees you as you try to escape the level then you're done but you can go forward and go backward and you can kind of route your way in time and then when you do get out you can play it and then see what you know how you completed it Hmm. Um, it's it's very interesting it's definitely a mind bender it's not one of those games where i can like bust through a bunch of puzzles in no time you really have to think about it um so more of like a time commitment i would say okay but yeah really interesting idea nice and then of course i played a little more potion party here and there and then i bought figment so i didn't play figment yet i want to play it this week but yeah that's that's it for me i had a busy week which i had i needed one because i've been kind of slacking with all the cookies i've been baking sorry (laughs) like you had said on your stream that you were you you have too many demos you're trying to get through yeah i had so many lined up sometimes you gotta just get through those demos and Mm -hmm. clear some room for me Mm -hmm. it's been uh fire emblem Mm -hmm. but i've also been playing a lot of non-nintendo stuff like i said i have game pass on xbox now i finally have my series x hooked up so i've been playing a ton of the halo campaign absolutely loving the halo campaign it's just (laughs) been such an enjoyable experience uh and i'm also started back up created a whole new character uh from no man's sky i've been playing that quite a bit again so kind of bouncing around between the three of those games and when i get around to streaming i play metroid dread but with the holidays as close as they are it's just been so tough trying to juggle all the different time to play games and and the work work schedules are weird right now yeah Yeah. everything is just all over the map so fire emblem halo and no man's sky if you have been following along with metroid don't worry i haven't done any progress in that i haven't cheated even though i want to and play it off (laughs) off stream but uh it's sitting it's waiting and i do want to get back to it very very badly so uh some good games all around the 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 gaming is very strong now Mm -hmm. i will say there is a lot of good games and i'm excited to be back into even the xbox world again because it has been such a long time since i've played a lot of those games and game pass man it is it is just so fantastic so much stuff on it like you were showing me the other day all the games are out and i'm like i feel like it's definitely worth a lot more than what you pay for now it's just you know it's the the especially if you play games as much as we do I, I feel like it's so small. I mean, I don't know what the devs make off of it. I would imagine mm-hmm. they've got to make something, but Some kind it's of cut. so great for us as consumers because there's so many games that I'm playing or trying that mm-hmm. I would never pay full price for um, because it's just like, oh, it's like I downloaded a train simulator because we took the train down to the city. And I was like, you know what? I would like to learn how to drive a train. I just think that would be a neat thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I wonder if there's a train simulator on there. And there was, it's like, 
and I've been playing the flight simulator that that uh, Microsoft put out, and that's really neat. That's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. So there's just a yeah. lot of things that I would never pay to to buy and play, but because they're part of what I the service I pay for, I get the chance to play them and experiment with them and talk about them on the podcast. And just there's just I, I just think it's a great great service in general. And I've been really in, I mean Halo Halo Infinite. I'm playing for essentially free because I pay for the the service. So I get all of these games for what, 10 bucks a month or whatever yeah. it is. Um, just so crazy that a game like Halo, which is arguably, you know, game of the year for a lot of people is essentially a, a free game, part of a service. It's so- well, if you think about it, you know, $10 a month, $120 a year, that's, that's two games, two mm-hmm. AAA title games. Where and you I'm could playing play both it. No Man's Sky and <laughs> Halo for that price. That price alone. <laughs> you already it, paid for it. <laughs> I've already paid for it. I've yeah. already paid for it. And No That's Man's so Sky, awesome. you could buy that game and have it all year and never need another game because there's mm-hmm. so much to do in it. So the fact that I've already gotten my money's worth out of Game Pass. So I think uh I think it's something to consider. And I hope, you know. Nintendo kind of really looks at what Xbox is doing with their service and and kind of ramps up what they're offering for for Nintendo's because I just think there's a lot more they could do. I think there's a lot more they could do. And every time I fire up Game Pass, I mean, the apps that Microsoft puts out, the Game Pass app, where I can literally scroll through their list, download it. It's ready to right go when I get home. It's yeah. like on there. I can talk with my friends. I can friend people on it. I can do anything from Xbox app. Well, the only thing you can't do is play the game. You can, though. I mean, if you have a way of playing the games, because of Game Pass, it's cloud-based. A lot of these games, you can stream to your phone and play it. You just have to have a way to do that. There's a backbone controller, which looks Mm. a lot like a Switch. You you put your phone into it. it. It comes with its own app, and you can play most of these games. Uh, I could be playing No Man's Sky on my phone Mm -hmm. so there's just like a lot that they do so well uh that nintendo needs to really going into the new year they really need to ramp up i think yeah well i mean we've been saying that for three years well yeah yeah (laughs) i mean that's that maybe that's the new year when we come back and that's what i'll get to now before we we wrap things up i do we have a couple little housekeeping notes this will be our last episode until the new year we are doing a little holiday break we've got traveling we're doing we've got gifts we're doing we're doing just the holiday stuff family time yeah. family time so this will be it we will not be recording again the next podcast will come out on january 12th so it'll be a little bit of a break two weeks I hope- off yeah, a couple of weeks off. So I hope mm-hmm. everybody enjoys their holidays. But going into the new year, that is something I'd like to see. And maybe when we come back, we'll do a Nintendo New Year's resolution. Things that we want to see Nintendo mm. do coming into the new year. It gives us a couple of weeks to think about ours. And maybe our listeners want to contribute some good ones on our on our Discord or something like that. Or shoot us a, a tweet over on Twitter and let us know what you think Nintendo should do for their New Year's resolution and work towards. Because I think that would be an interesting topic to discuss. Yeah, we usually do like a predictions for the next year kind of yeah. thing anyway. So, yeah. yep, that'll be next. And we can chat about whatever Santa dropped off for Nintendo related goodies and games and all that kind of stuff. Because he I'm does. <laughs> so excited. I, I'm hoping I am I always like games, even though I do not need any more. I'm always excited to get more. Yeah. 
cards for my collection. So um, yeah, we will be taking a break. The next podcast will be coming out January 12th. So like I said, if you want to chat with us about anything, Discord's always there. We will be around. Yeah. We'll just be spending a lot of time with family and just kind of unplugging. Yeah. And maybe maybe that'll lend itself to a little bit more streaming, even if they are just after darks with no camera, no mic, um, because sometimes that's fun too. So. We'll still be playing games. No, definitely. <laughs> uh, if anything, this is like my prime. That's part of the yeah. holidays for me is the game time and just like catching up, getting relaxed and just playing video games and the trees going and the fires going just kind of like, yeah, it's game time. So I really, I cannot wait. If you would like to write us, you can do that over at nintendodispatch.com. Hit the contact button. If you would like to watch us, you go over to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. If you want to chat with us, you go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or go to our Discord and the info for that is on the website and we can talk about all of the Nintendo goodness that we're hoping for the holidays and games we're going to be playing and all of that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. cannot wait. And so with that, everybody have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Mm, and we'll see you next year. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.